0: Morning. Good morning, good morning Happy good morning. Sunday, everybody Happy Easter Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to, to our African friends this morning yeah. I don't know about all of you guys But but this day is like one of my most absolute favorite days Of all of the year, the whole year It's like, I, I love this I'm so glad that we get to share this day together, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> welcome, everybody, to The Edge. My name is Steve Anden, and I'm one of the pastors here. For any of you who are newer to The Edge this morning, or maybe this is even your first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. Everybody else, welcome back, right? Like, like, we've been able to get together a little bit more recently. It's been good, yeah? And yeah. that's just so good? Yeah, I love this. I, I, I love Moments like this one, too, and, and not only because of what it is that we're celebrating, but because of the fact that the one we're celebrating is present here with us. Amen. And so, so, so the Bible tells us, right, that, that we as God's people are now the temple, the, the, the dwelling place where God dwells by His Spirit. The presence of God no longer dwells just in a building, some particular building, but in the midst of a particular people. And so this is like an amazing day. This is a special day. This is a sacred moment. It's not just because we're here celebrating like the single greatest and most significant event in all of human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from death unto life. It's also because God is here. God is present. And like God can speak to us this morning. And he wants to, right? You know that Like God wants to speak to you this morning. God is here to minister to you this morning. God wants to move in our hearts, in our lives today. What a gift this day then is, yeah? And so today, like, we have the great joy, we have the privilege of not just being together celebrating Jesus, but really joining in the choir of millions of brothers and sisters all over the world right now who are gathering together in spaces just like this, all of the, just gathering together to celebrate and exalt and proclaim the name of Jesus. What an awesome thing to get to be a part of. All my kids this morning, kids, wave your hand at me. All my kids, hey kids. Hey kids, glad that you're all here this morning. Um, so, so for you kids, uh, toddlers through fifth graders, we got a little something for you for during the service. A, I'm not out on you older kids, okay? So you guys are like, well, I'm not a toddler or a fifth grader, but I'm like a junior high kid. Perfect, awesome. we glad you're here too, and we know that like you can hang with us, okay? for this time. So so parents, we got just got a little something for your kids if that's helpful for you during the service at all. Um awesome. Uh for the rest of you guys, hey, like like the Lord's going to speak to you this morning. You can tune in, you can listen, you can take some notes. Um so so if you're if you're yeah, pass them around, Meg. Meg, thank you, Meg. Thank you, Meg. And I'm going to have, as we get started, I'm going to have Noelle come up. Noelle's co- going to come up, and she's going to open us up our time in God's Word and prayer this morning. Yeah? So so can you just bow your head with me, and we're going to just pray. We're going to ask the Lord to speak right now to our hearts. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful day that you provide, the day that you died and, and you rose again. hmm we pray that you will speak to each and every one of us and help us really feel your love and jesus we love you and we thank you for all that you've done dying putting yourself on a cross just for our sins Mm -hmm. we love you jesus so Mm -hmm. much and we pray that each and every person in this room will have a takeaway for anything today, Mm. and we'll be able to thank you for it. Mm -hmm. And we love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Noelle. All right, well, if you have a Bible, you can open it up to Mark chapter 16, and that is where we find our Easter story this morning. Mark chapter 16, we're going to look at just verses 1 through 6 a, a, a little bit today, and here's what it says. It says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. And very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away and entering the tomb they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Do not be afraid, he said. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Come and see the place where they laid him. Now, now, raise your hand if you've heard that before. Uh, I thought maybe a few of you had, right? I'm going to attempt to do something that uh, I'll confess to you is, um, is rather difficult for me. I'm going to attempt to be brief, and um, <clears throat> and, and I'm going to really try to be a little bit simple. But, but, but here's the gist of what I want to share with you today, okay? Here, here's this, the simple, straightforward point. It's this, that, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ from death to life is a means of both celebration and invitation to us so that whether you're here this morning and you would say, I'm a Christian who follows Jesus, or you're not, Easter is for everyone. Are you with me? Yep. Okay, so, so, so I want to start with some celebration, okay? Because I think that's where the angel starts. The, the angel comes and says, listen, you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's risen, okay? Like, that's the good news. That's why we celebrate. And so so we want to start with that celebration, the good news, that Christ has risen. So l- listen Christians. My my guess, like I said, for, for many of you today is that probably you've spent at least a handful of Easter services hearing the Easter story. Maybe you've read it a handful of times, but but for many of you this is not a new story. This story maybe isn't even is a little bit of an old story. And, and because of that what can happen to us is that the resurrection of Jesus, the good news, becomes like old news to us, yeah? And and so we can begin to lose our own sense of like awe and joy and gratitude. If that's you this morning, can I just suggest to you that, that, that when the good news becomes old news to us, that it's an indication of something off in our own heart. And really what we need then Christians is the spirit of God to do in our hearts like King David said in Psalm 51, 12, that, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation and renew a right spirit in me. So, so here's what I want to do, Christian, this morning. By, by God's grace, I want to just remind you of the good news of the resurrection, what that means for you today, okay? That your soul might be stirred once again, that joy might be restored to you as you set your heart and your mind on Jesus. And so with that, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 2. And I, I, and I want you to listen to this, okay? To, like this is so good and important for us. If you're, if you're sitting here this morning and you're like, yep, Jesus, yep, Easter, yep, resurrection, yep, and, but, but maybe you're even a little more hum about this Here, listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2 says this. As for you, talking to you Christians, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. You were Okay? That's who you were. But listen, but because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God, listen, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Okay, that's good news, yeah? Listen, Christian, you were once dead because of sin. Like like that's your reality. If you're a Christian this morning, like you were dead because of sin and that's the real problem with sin. The, the real problem with sin isn't that it makes you bad, it's that it makes you dead. It separates you from God, the life of God. And, and, and Paul writes and he says, and that's, and you were. You were that. You were separated from him. But then he says, but listen, because of God's great love for you, Because of God's amazing mercy, because of God's amazing kindness, because of God's amazing goodness and His grace. He purchased your salvation with His own blood. He paid the debt and made you alive with Christ. That's why we celebrate today. It isn't because God looked at our sin and said, "Ah, that doesn't really matter. It's not that God looked at sin and said, it's no big deal. All that stuff we've done, all our wretchedness, all the things that have been done to us, all the wrongs, God didn't look at that and say, no big deal. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. God looked at all of that. He saw it and it didn't make him move away from us. It caused him to come towards us. And then he took all of that stuff, all of our sin, and he nailed it upon himself on the cross. He buried it in a tomb. And when Jesus then rose from death to new life, and he walked out of that tomb, Jesus walked out of that tomb, but he left our sin there. He left our old selves dead in that tomb. Tomb. The Apostle Paul says it like this in Romans 6 4. He says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So 2 Corinthians five seventeen says therefore if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. That's you today. That's you Christian. Right? You're not the old you. You're the resurrected you. You're no longer defined by your sins and your failures, but by the love, grace, and goodness of God. And just as Jesus was raised to new life, so you also have been raised to new life in Him. Not like someday, not not like this one day that's coming in the future, but like starting right now in Him. You've been raised to new life, set free a free life, a purposeful life, an an eternal life, a life lived with and for and to God, a life that isn't defined or shaped by or owned by sin any longer, but a life that is filled and empowered by the Spirit of God. The same Spirit, the Bible says, that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Can you even, like, does that that even register in your being, this moment? The, The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from death to life lives in you. Romans 8 then tells us that, that therefore, there's no, now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death, which really just means this for you. No more sin, like no more bondage to that, no more no more guilt from that, no more shame because of that, because of who you used to be. That's not who you are now. You've been set free. You're a new creation. The old is gone. You've been crucified with Christ and He now lives in you and you live in and by His grace and that doesn't make you perfect, Right? Any perfect people in the room? Raise your hand. Nope. We're all in good company. Yeah? Like like no perfect people. It's not that you're now perfect. It's that he always is. Right? And, and so when God the Father looks at you, he doesn't look and go, oh, sinner. Fail. Like, he doesn't see that. He looks and he just sees the blood of his son that covers you in his grace. the Spirit of God, he says, is in you. Like the Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit of God is doing a work in your heart and in your life day by day. The Spirit of God at work in you. Changing you, making you more and more like Jesus, changing your thoughts and your attitudes and your affections and your your behaviors and, and making like producing the fruit of God's Spirit in you is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. The Spirit of God is stirring all of that in your being, making you more and more like Jesus. All until you see him face to face one day. And listen. If you're a Christian, like, you will, right? Like, like the reality is that's what's coming. You're going to see him face to face. Let your heart be stirred again by the good news, right? That we can trust in him, that that our hope is in him, not in just this life, but the life to come. First Peter 1 verse 3 through 5 says like this, it says, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has given given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, soil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen, like when Jesus Christ died on the cross that day, hope died with him. Hope was buried in the tomb of Christ. There there was like a hopelessness that washed over. There was darkness. Aria read that so beautifully. But but when Jesus Christ was resurrected from death to life, like, like hope was resurrected with Jesus. Hope was resurrected, and Hebrews tells us like, like 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 that we have this hope now as an anchor for our soul, right? That we we have this hope as an anchor for our soul that keeps us from drifting, that keeps us from, from getting away from what the Lord has, that grounds us, that roots us, that tethers us to the Lord when the storms of, of life rage around us and the waves of life crash over us again and again and again. Some of you here are maybe in that season right now where it's like, is it another wave? Is this another wave? Is this another wave? It's hope in Jesus that keeps us. Hope is an anchor. It keeps us from giving up and giving in. It keeps us from drifting into hopelessness and despair. It shouts into our very soul, right, that, that God is not done yet. That there is still more to come, right? That, 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 that pain or that suffering or that, that hurt or that rejection or that loss or that not even death itself gets to have the final say in your life. There's hope, hope in this life and in the life to come. So listen, listen, no, no matter what it is that you've walked in here with this morning, Christian. No, no matter what it is that you're facing, no matter what it is that, that, that's coming up against you or that you're enduring, God is with you. His Spirit is in you. And God has the final say. And He says, like, listen, I'm working all things together for good right now, whether you see it or don't. And I've made it such that even death now is a doorway for you and for me into the presence and glory of God forever. That's what he's done. That's all because of Jesus. That's why we rejoice. That's why we sing. That's why we celebrate. It's him. So so, so, so here's what I want to do. Luke and folks, you guys can come up. I, I, I want to take just a minute. And, and I want to take a, a minute together and I want us to just celebrate Jesus. Okay? like... I think a lot of times for us as Christians, like we show up to church and like church can be this thing that we come to and we just observe. Yeah. And so, so, so it can be something we spectate and not participate in. And, and so here, I, I want to give us an opportunity, believer, to, to, to declare this morning. To declare God's salvation, to declare God's goodness, to declare who Jesus is and what he's done. If you're a believer this morning, has God done some things in your life? Is there some things that God's doing in your life right now? Have you seen God's goodness? H- have you experienced his love? Has he met you in some really difficult times and moments and spaces and places? So 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 I want to just take a couple minutes. I want to invite you to be bold, okay? I want to invite you to be brave. And we're just going to we're just going to declare who Jesus is and what he's done. And so so don't, don't like, you know, good time, not a long time, you know? That's a motto we like to use. So, so feel free to share that, but yeah, just, just keep reading. Maybe you want to say something like, Jesus is, who is Jesus to you? Maybe you want to say, Jesus is my, or you want to say, Jesus has done this for me. Or Jesus has been this for me. I, I, I'll, t- I'll start, I'll start, okay? And then some, anybody else in the room, feel free to just put that out there. I'll start. Jesus, for me, has been a refuge. I, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but, but I feel like over the last, I don't know, handful of years of my life, I've gone through more stuff than I thought I would go through. And Jesus has been a refuge for me. And, and when the storm has raged, I've run into Him and been safe. I've run into Him and found rest. I've run into Him and found peace. Jesus is my Refuge. What about you? Jesus is my steady. And I said when I started the message this morning, I said that Easter was a both a celebration and an invitation. And, and when the women went to the tomb and encountered. The angel of the Lord, the angel says to them, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. That he's risen and not here. That's the celebration. That's why we celebrate. And then the angel gives the invitation. He says, come and see the place where they laid him. Come and see for yourself, he says. Come and find out and see that what I've said is true. Don't just take my word for it. Come and look and see. Because this is really the reason why the stone got rolled away. But like I think it would be foolish to think that the angel of the Lord rolled the stone away so Jesus could get out. Like this is the same Jesus that in the book of Acts. We'll see like Jesus literally walked through a wall to meet with his disciples. This is a Jesus who who proclaimed to storms to cease and they did who walked on water. The stone wasn't rolled away so that Jesus could get out. The the, the stone was rolled away to let us in. So, so, So that you and I could make our own decision about this Jesus for ourselves. And, and really, the resurrection of Jesus, it's the dividing line for every person. It, it is the, the, the answer to the question right? that everybody has to answer, ultimately. Like, who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And, and it was this event, this moment, this one, the resurrection that convinced Jesus' disciples, those first century, century followers of Jesus, and really billions of people ever since, that Jesus is the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. It, it, it wasn't Jesus teaching, right? For, for as amazing that, as that was, it wasn't even the miracles for incredible as those were. It was the resurrection, That's what changed them. And this is what caused them to document what they saw and what they heard and what they heard from others who had seen the risen Christ. Because honestly, if Jesus' story ends with a cross and not a resurrection, it's not really a story worth telling. Certainly not for these guys. Certainly not for these followers of Jesus who had believed all these things about him. Without the resurrection, Jesus is just another Jewish rabbi who said some good things and did some good things, and there were many of them. Now, he said some crazy stuff too, right? Like he made some crazy claims about himself then. But Jesus was just another teacher. Without the resurrection, Jesus is just another wannabe Messiah. And you know what? There were many of those too in that time, both before and after Jesus. If Jesus' story ends with, a cross and not a resurrection, Jesus is just like every religious leader before him and after, who did some things that were pretty amazing, right, who who, who did some stuff that people could be in awe of, but at the end of the, the day was just a man like everyone else. This is really one of the reasons for why the stories of these disciples should be taken so seriously because of their honesty about themselves. Like like when you read the Gospels, you don't read them writing themselves into the story as heroes. They write themselves into the story as doubters. They write themselves into the story as people who failed Jesus, as people who questioned Jesus, as people who even deserted Jesus. Look, if you're trying to make much of yourself, that's the part you leave out. But they tell it all. Before the resurrection, they were cowards. In fact, when Jesus was arrested, they deserted him. Peter tried to follow him and he denied him. Says, I don't even know him. And and even on this very morning, when when the women come to the tomb, notice who isn't there. The disciples. You know why? Because they were scared because honestly, they didn't believe it. They weren't like sitting up somewhere counting down like 10, 9, 8, yep, he's coming. You know what I'm saying? He's coming. Jesus is coming. No, they were hiding out afraid because they thought it was over. Then later in the book of Acts, after seeing the resurrected Christ, they go from cowards to courageous. So, So much so that history tells them that all but one of them willingly gave up their lives unto death for the sake of Christ. How how does that happen? How, how How does it happen? How do you go from being a coward to being killed for the name of Jesus, the resurrection? That's all. And it's been estimated that nearly 70 million people since that resurrection have been martyred, have been killed for the name of Jesus. 70 million. This is the foundation of our faith. Christianity, at the end of the day, is is not a philosophical system or an ideology. It is a historical fact. And at the center of Christianity, there is not a place but a person, Jesus Christ, who died for the sin of all, including yours, including mine, but who rose from death to life in victory over that sin, the sin that separates us from God and over death's finality. And he did it, listen, listen, he did it for you. He did it for you. First, Peter 3.18 tells us this, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Jesus died to bring you to God and God to you. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God wants to be with you and you to be with him. It's this love that causes him to keep pursuing you, right? That makes him not give up on you, to make him not quit on you. That's why you're here today, whether you even are aware of that or not, because God loves you and he wants you to know him. And he wants to give you the opportunity to receive his life and his grace. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it to change that fact. Whatever reasons that you might have this morning to make you think God couldn't love you, the fact is is that God will still be loving you when you're all out of your reasons. And God doesn't just tell you that, He proves it by giving His own life up to death for you. Acts 4.12 tells us that salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I'm not sure if the Bible could make that any more straightforward. There's no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way into forgiveness. There's no other way to be saved from sin and death. There's no other way to heaven. There's no other way to be connected back in a relationship with God. There's only one way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. There's only one way through receiving Jesus' finished work on the cross for you and putting your trust in him. You can't get it any other way. You can't be good enough. Listen, you might be the best person that I've ever met anyways. It's not enough, okay? Helping people, not enough. Giving to people, not enough. Working hard, not enough. Doing just all the right religious kinds of works and activities and responsibilities, not enough. Listen, young people, growing up in a house where your parents love Jesus, not enough, okay? The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 that it is by grace you are saved through faith. This comes down to what you believe and who you believe in. Where your trust is. And you can't earn it and you can't deserve it and you can't do anything other than receive what Christ has done for you. He says this is a gift. It's a gift. And when you do, when you receive that gift, when you turn from sin and you put your hope and your trust in Jesus the, the scriptures say that God gives you new life in him that, 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 that the spirit of God is placed within you, that the spirit of God is given to you both as a deposit guaranteeing your eternity and the spirit of God to make you like Jesus, to transform and change you empower you for the purposes of God, for the things you were made for The the Apostle John, who was one of the first witnesses of the resurrection towards the end of his gospel, he says this in John 20, verse 30 and 31. Wrap up with this. It says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But listen, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. It was the resurrection of Jesus from death to life that sealed, that that, that punctuated, that authenticated the reality of who Jesus said he was for the Apostle John. And the same John who would then declare, right, that, that so many of us know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son unto death on a cross. And he says that whoever, anybody, that whoever believes in him, puts their trust in him, turns from sin and, and makes him, like receives him as savior and as Lord, whoever believes in him, he says, shall not perish, shall not remain disconnected from, from the Lord forever, shall not be separated from God in eternity. He says, for whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, life today, and life forever with God. This is God's Easter invitation to you. That's the invitation. And and God's so loving, he doesn't force his way. He invites you. And you can receive that invitation of God. You can receive what he's done for you or not. But the invitation is there for you today. Luke, come up. You guys can... Ray, we're going to close. Listen. The resurrection, it happened. The, The tomb is empty. Jesus lives. And that's good news for everybody. That's good news for every single person in this room this morning. That's good news for every single person on the planet. We have the awesome opportunity to both celebrate that and receive the invitation of God. So I want to invite you, if you can, would you stand with me? We're going to close our time together with song. And to give God not only hopefully our celebration, but our devotion, not only just our celebration, but our affection. you guys pray with me? I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning, God. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word, Jesus, that tells us the truth, Lord, of who you are. Thank you, Jesus, that you came and you gave up your life and you died on a cross for our sin. And Lord, you were were resurrected from death unto life and victory over that, Lord, that we might walk in newness of life. Filled with your spirit, God, empowered by you. Lord, both for this life and for an eternity with you. God, I pray that every single person in this room, Lord, would know you, would know your love, would know your grace, would know your truth. God, that as you extend your invitation to us, Lord, that we might say yes to you. God, that we say yes to you. And if that's you this morning, if you've never said yes to Jesus, today is the day. You can say yes to him. Lord, I give you. Lord, you already paid for all my sin. God, I receive. I receive your gift. I receive your grace. I receive the life you have for me. I put my hope and my trust in you, Jesus.
1: You can receive
0: that invitation today. Lord, I pray too that as we go from this place today, Lord, that we would just be stirred in our hearts, Lord, a joy in us, a joy, God, of what you have done for us, Lord, and who you've made us to be in you, Lord, that we would declare it, God, with our words, with our actions, with our interactions today, as we gather with others, with family, whoever it might be, Lord, that we would be a display of your love and your goodness. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good to us. Be glorified in us, I pray. In your name, amen.